The new 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. And good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. If you are a regular listener or if you are new to our show, if it's Sunday morning in America, then it's time for Money Wise. And I'd like to say a special good morning to Pete Lance. It's okay. You can call me Peter. It's, Peter it's, Lance sounds you know, better to me. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for uh, being here. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about Declare Your Financial Independence. We're going to give you some fun facts and information about 4th of July because as we speak, 4th of July is coming right after we talk. So welcome to MoneyWise and thank you for being faithful listeners. We are the most listened to show on the weekend on WBSM and we're proud of that fact and it's all because of you. So, I think it's the quotes. You think it's the quotes? Wait, you like the quotes, <laughs> Pete? I've, I've grown accustomed to them. Okay, here's a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. The war for freedom will never really be won because the price of freedom is constant vigilance over ourselves and over our government. Very so nice. it's not just... Well, she was sort of an outspoken person in her time, wasn't she? Yes, definitely. But uh, she was a great lady. She was a great lady and a great patriot. So I thought that would be a good quotation to give you to start with. But Speaking don't worry. of the Patriot, I just watched, um, no, Mel Gibson isn't real popular just uh, because of his outbursts and sort of uh, racist comments from like 10 years ago. But he's trying to make it back into Hollywood. And he was a great actor, and I like a lot of his movies, even though he's not a great human being. He's Australian, too, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, that explains a lot, doesn't it? It does. But I watched The Patriot with uh, my son, my middle child, the other day, and he really enjoyed it. It's like a three-hour movie, and he, he really yep. enjoyed it. No, it is a very good movie. Um, it's funny that we have an Australian playing the part of The Patriot. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't movie. know that, but I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you had to watch kangaroos and wallabies and so forth, and what's the little fuzzy bear, koala bears? Yes. If, you, if you watch long enough, they get drunk on the eucalyptus leaves and then they fall out of the tree. I didn't know that. <laughs> See? I know lots of useless little facts, but they're very fuzzy, so they just bounce back up and they're, they're good to go again. Well, let's talk about declare your financial independence. We do like to celebrate Independence Day in this country, and it's something that hopefully means something to a lot of people. And, you know, we are a nation of immigrants, ultimately. My great-grandparents came from Sweden. Yes. And the audience that we're speaking to today is uh, probably 50 or 60% Portuguese. Yeah, definitely. And many of the folks listening today are first generation from the Azores or from Portugal. We have a lot of uh, folks in our community from the Dominican Republic and other places. So... Uh, we all come from somewhere, and we all are proud of our heritages and our past histories, aren't we? We are, and I'm not sure how accurate this is, but uh, Catherine, my sister, uh, did some genealogy uh, research years and years ago and swore that we had some type of family come over on the Mayflower. Um, that's actually true. Yeah. And um, they were or the original immigrants, when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's on uh, mom's side of the family. 
Well, 4th of July is the day that we declare our independence, and because that's the day of the Declaration of Independence, isn't it, Pete? Yep. So let's give some interesting information about the Declaration of Independence. I like to do this because we forget our history, and we don't teach history enough in school, do we? No, we don't teach a lot of things that we should be teaching in school. So here's what you don't know, is that the legal separation of the 13 colonies from Great Britain actually occurred on July 2, 1776, because at that point, the Second Continental Congress voted to approve a resolution of independence. But then the Declaration of Independence was actually drafted by a committee of five people. Uh, Thomas Jefferson was the lead person in the drafting role, and that was approved on July 4th. So the date we actually approved a resolution of independence was on July 2, but the date of the Declaration of Independence was July 4th. And everybody always says, put your John Hancock right here, and that's because he was the first signer, but also because he wrote his name uh, nice and large on that Declaration of Independence. So here's a question for you, Pete. It's a trivia question. Two of the original signers of the Declaration of Independence later served as presidents of the United States. Any idea who they would be? Um, I don't know. I think that John Adams was one, uh, but I'm not sure of the other one. Thomas Jefferson and John, and John Adams. So of all the Declaration of Independence signers, only two went on to become presidents, uh, John Adams and uh, Thomas Jefferson. I think Thomas Jefferson was from Virginia. John Adams was from Massachusetts. And the Marine Corps was founded actually before our Declaration of Independence. Yes, it was. Do you know the date? November 10th, 1775. Thank you. That's good. I'm, I'm proud of you to know that. Of course I know that. Well, what happened in to observe uh, the Declaration of Independence and um, is in 1777. This is an important local piece of inter information. So, again, July 4, 1776 was the signing of the Declaration of Independence. But on July 4 and 1777, 13 gunshots were fired as a salute first in the morning and again in the evening. And guess where that occurred? I know only because I'm reading it, but it was in Bristol, Rhode Island. Bristol, Rhode Island. So Bristol, Rhode Island claims to be the oldest place in the country for celebrating the Declaration of Independence. And, of course, their parade is uh, world famous, certainly U.S. famous. Yep, I was just going to say that. Uh, the parade is supposed to be absolutely spectacular, and uh, I'm not a big parade person myself, but uh, one year I should go and check it out, I guess, because it really is uh, very well known, very yeah, well your done kids, parade. Your kids would like it. So, 1776, Declaration of Independence was signed, and then what happened after that, of course, is that we were in the middle of the Revolutionary War. And our commander-in-chief at the time was commanding the uh, Revolutionary Forces was General George Washington. So he celebrated on July 4, 1778, two years, because he gave a double ration of rum for his soldiers, and he also did an artillery salute. Hmm. So I never thought of the 4th of July as being a day for drinking and celebrating, but it started pretty early, I guess. Should have been whiskey instead of rum, though. Why? Rum was very common in those days. Uh, I don't know. Whiskey just seems more American, more patriotic. Okay, so here's a story that I tell at my seminar sometimes. It's not a quotation. When George Washington retired from the presidency, this is a true story, he was broke. He didn't have any money. 
And one of the quotations that I use from him is that he had to sell some land to pay for a few necessaries for his family. That's an actual quote. And he had a nephew at the time who said, Uncle George, why don't you make whiskey? You've got all this land that's still out there, and you could grow the ingredients for whiskey. So after he retired from the presidency, George Washington set up a whiskey distillery, and that's how he supported himself in his own retirement. He didn't have any pension in those days. But he wanted to keep it very private and very quiet because he didn't want the public to know that he was selling whiskey, distilling whiskey to support himself. He thought that would be a little bit uh, inappropriate for a former president to be selling whiskey to make his money. So here's something else that um, happened with George Washington that probably not a lot of people know. Uh, when his term was ending, a lot of people wanted him to become king of America and wanted him to continue leading America. And he said, basically, no, you dummies. That's the whole reason that we declared our independence so we don't have a king. Well, what I like to tell people when I do my own seminars on retirement planning is, how will you fund your own retirement? If you don't have the ability to distill whiskey, then maybe you need to do some other kind of planning. So here's something that everybody listening today can be proud of. In 1781, again, 1776, we signed the Declaration of Independence. In 1781, the Massachusetts General Court, which is the legislature, became the first state legislature to recognize July 4th as a state celebration. So even though Bristol, Rhode Island, has a lot of history with the oldest parade celebrating the 4th of July, we were the first state to recognize July 4th in a state celebration. And yes, the uh, Bristol 4th of July parade uh, has been held since 1785, which is the um, oldest continuous parade, 4th of July parade in the mm. U.S. And one other little factoid. In 1791, again, I'm going to keep going back and saying 1776, Declaration of Independence, 1791 is the first time that the name Independence Day was used. So we have a lot of history, so hopefully you're going to do something nice and fun to celebrate Independence Day and watch a parade or watch fireworks or do something else interesting. Right, Pete? Right. And do you happen to know the only other country that celebrates the 4th of July and Independence Day? Oh, it's probably some Scandinavian country, I suppose. It's Denmark. Denmark, okay. They began throwing a 4th of July party in 1912 after thousands of uh, their citizens emigrated to the United States. And today they still celebrate the 4th of July in Denmark every year. And is that to celebrate our 4th of July? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Well, it certainly wouldn't be Great Britain, would it? No. <laughs> but it's amazing in, in really a relatively short period of time how uh, Great Britain became such a strong ally and probably our, our biggest ally now. Well, what we've done in the past, but we're not going to do today, is we've actually read the Declaration of Independence on the radio, which is a useful document. And I know every single year around this time, I'm not sure exactly on what date, uh, the Boston Globe publishes the Declaration of Independence in its entirety on a full page. And that's a nice recognition also. Oh, I thought we were going to read the whole thing. No, not today. And uh, besides, it's a little warmish today, so... We're melting in the studio. It is warm. <laughs> well, Thomas Jefferson was actually the prime drafter of the Declaration of Independence, and he did it in about two and a half weeks, so um, just before uh, July 4th. 
And it's a very famous document. And um, no, we won't read it today. But and take the, the time to read it, ladies and gentlemen. The taxation without representation, the taxes that were being paid uh, to England back then pale in comparison to what we pay in taxes nowadays. Mm -hmm. Another revolution is afoot. Yes, I think so. Well, you never know. <laughs> hey, governments don't always last forever. Well, I have to give you just a few more pieces of information about the Declaration of Independence because we do think it's important. The people that uh, actually were the committee that drafted the Declaration of Independence were Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, and two other people that most people aren't familiar with, Roger Sherman and Robert Livingston. That's the committee of five that actually uh, drafted it. And Jefferson was considered to be the, the best writer, so he wrote most of the document. And do you know who signed the first, uh, who's the first signer in the Declaration of Independence? What's the great big signature you see on it? Well, I just said that, John Hancock. Oh, okay. And he was the only one that actually signed it on the 4th of July. Everybody else signed it after. And what state was he from? Ah, uh, you stumped me. Massachusetts. I had a feeling, but I didn't want to look dumb. So we have so much history in Massachusetts, ladies and gentlemen. The oldest signer was Ben Franklin, who was 70, and the youngest was Thomas Lynch, who was 27. And by the way, I've always been proud of the fact that I'm active in the Masonic fraternity, and you're also a Master Mason, Peter. So did you ever hear of the Boston Tea Party? Of course. It was an act of protest against the taxes that were imposed on tea, and... Um, about half of the members of the Boston Tea Party who went and dumped the tea into Boston Harbor were Masons. I didn't know that. Yep. Now, totally different thing, unrelated, but you said something uh, the other day in the office to um, somebody you were meeting with, and I thought it was really interesting and strange. Uh, during the Civil War, um, you said that Masons on both sides, they would spend all day fighting against each other during the day, and then at night, fighting ceased, and they actually met in the middle and mm -hmm. would discuss. What would they discuss? Well, they would they would actually hold a Masonic Lodge meeting together. Mm -hmm. It's a little-known fact. Um, I think the Battle of Gettysburg was the bloodiest battle that Americans have ever been involved in. The Civil War is the costliest war that Americans have ever been involved in. We had something like 600,000 people who were killed in the Civil War. So we've had some tough wars, including uh, not only the Revolutionary War that we're talking about today in the Declaration of Independence, but certainly the Civil War was a horrible um, event in our country. So today we're going to talk about some steps and some keys to becoming financially independent. And we've got a lot of information about setting goals and, and how to become financially independent and... My personal philosophy is that even though I can collect Social Security and other people can collect Social Security, number one, typically it's not going to be enough to live on for most people. And number two, you need to do some certain, certain kinds of things, uh, don't we, Pete, to become financially independent? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we always like to say is do something. Start. You know, if you have some bad money habits, some bad spending habits, uh, if you have not done anything with life insurance, if you haven't done anything to start saving money, start now. It's never too late. It's uh, always a good thing to try to break out of some of those habits. Yep. So um, Ben Franklin said, a penny saved is a penny earned. That's where that phrase comes from. And this is just one... He was the oldest signer of the Declaration of Independence, by the way. I already said that. 
You did? I did. Oh, I didn't hear that. So Thomas Lynch was the youngest at 27. Ben Franklin was 70. Oh, okay. This is a really sad fact, and I don't like this. I'm going to, you and I are both very, obviously very patriotic, and we always fly the American flag at the office and our homes. Um, but in a 2012 study, they showed that the most um, uh, flags in the country were imported from China, made in China. I believe that. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah, it's a sign of the times. It's the age that we live in. I'm going to make sure that any flag that I buy going forward is U.S. made. Well, I think that's not a bad goal, not a bad thing to do. I mean, half of the clothing that you have on today is probably made in uh, some foreign country. Vietnam, Bangladesh, China, whatever. Yeah. But your underwear is made in the U.S. Yeah, always. <laughs> and and it's actually an American flag. No. <laughs> uh, don't ask me to salute you. <laughs> Ain't going to do it. <laughs> Let's talk about some steps to becoming financially independent. And first of all, a quick reminder that you're listening to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. You can reach us at 508-998-8858. And Peter, Peter Lance, uh, who's with us this morning, uh, is also not only part of USA Wealth Group, but, but you're also part of Lance Family Insurance Agency. Correct. And for that, you do car insurance and homeowners insurance quotations? Everything you can imagine. Umbrella policies, home policies, uh, auto, car, uh, motorcycles, uh, RVs. Does it cost much to insure commercial. my umbrella? We discussed that previously. Did we? <laughs> no, an umbrella I, policy is a great idea, and I'm sure most people know what that it's is. It's liability umbrella insurance, isn't it? Yep. So your homeowner's insurance and your car insurance take you up to a certain level, and then an umbrella policy picks you up for the difference. So uh, if somebody wants to get a quotation from you, does it cost money to get a quotation, Peter? Never, and uh, we are very low-key. We would only recommend that you switch if we're able to save you money, which we are often able to do. And you can reach uh, myself or Germana, who is the office manager. She has 32 years, I believe, uh, in the property and casualty insurance business, which is, you know, again, home, auto, commercial, everything. Uh, So she is the office manager, most likely will be the one to answer the phone. And uh, the phone number is 774-992-0789. So the number one step to becoming financially independent is to set some specific goals. And if you want to make more money, you need to write about it. If you want to spend less money, you need to write about it. If you want to pay off credit card debt, because that's a goal to having more money and not paying very high interest rates, you have to write about it. And we've talked about that as well. Um, If you would like to start setting some goals for yourself, it's a great thing to do. But set some short-term goals, some intermediate goals, and some long-term goals. So that way, uh, the short-term goals are actually uh, achievable right in front of you, and you'll get some self-accomplishment by getting those done and want to focus more on the um, intermediate and long-term goals. You know, I'm looking for something. Maybe you can help me find it. Um, I've got a paper on... Uh, the acronym SMART, S-M-A-R-T. I'll find it before we go much further. But goals have to be in writing. They have to be achievable. They have to be realistic. They have to be measurable. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and trackable. SMART. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and trackable. 
And we're happy to give you a copy of that, by the way. Just give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we'll send you a copy of that. You can't just simply say, I plan to be a millionaire by the end of this year. It ain't going to happen. So sh- some of the uh, short-term goals that you might have is you know, possibly buying a new computer and using some software in that computer to track your spending uh, or paying off uh, some small credit card debt. Some medium-term goals could be purchasing a car uh, or going back to school and trying to complete that degree that you haven't uh, completed yet. Uh, and then long-term goals, some examples might be to buy a home or to retire with enough money to live comfortably, which a lot of people don't. There was actually um, a news report somewhat recently that said that 43% of Americans, 43% of all Americans cannot afford the basics. Can't afford anything more than week to week, which is you know really difficult. People aren't doing as well as you think. Here's a quotation from Colonel Michael Friedson. Concentrate on finding your goal, then concentrate on reaching it. We're very actively interested in helping people achieve goals, and we're happy to go through the process to show you how to do it. And we can do it directly with you, um, but we also, as I always like to say, we have a lot of information at our office that we can uh, give you, including uh, budget forms and all kinds of things that will get you uh, started on the right path. And um, I want to give you another Ben Franklin quotation, never leave that till tomorrow, which you can do today. So many things that he said have become such a part of our common language and lexicon of language that people don't realize. And I would say that most people are uh, procrastinators. Um, There are certainly a lot of people I know who I envy who like to get everything done immediately. Um, I... Some things I procrastinate with and other things I'm good at getting done and getting out of the way. One of the things I just read about recently, Pete, and if you want to achieve goals, if you want to accomplish anything, whether it's something big or something small, don't just make a to-do list. To-do lists, you know, you'll scratch a few things off and then the next day you write it all out again, you make another to-do list. If you really want to get something done, put it in your calendar as a specific thing to do at a specific time. And if you make the effort to do that, you're far more likely to accomplish something. They can say at 10 o'clock this morning, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. But set specific goals. Another really important key to becoming financially independent is try to figure out how to spend less than what you actually earn. What are some of the things that you can eliminate from your budget and and not spend money on? You need to save some money. My wife is really good about doing that. Every once in a while, I'd say at least twice a year, she looks at our budget and our spending and figures out, okay, do we really need this? Let's cut this out of our lives and therefore out of our budget. Um, We have talked about this before, but um, save your loose change. Believe it or not, it can add up. I probably go once a year, and it's several hundred dollars uh, just by putting all my loose change and everything, all the way up to pennies, into a large um, jug. I do that every day. Yeah. I do that every day. take all the loose change out of my pocket. Instead of stuffing it back in my pocket again the next day, I throw it in a little container. And then every once in a while, I'll take it down to the bank. It has a money machine. Um, Bay Coast Bank does, for example. Put it in their little machine. They give you a little slip. You take it up to the teller. The last time I did it was $204. And it really um, it really adds up. Yeah, It's absolutely. a simple way you can save some money. One of the other things is, uh, and actually my old bank, 
um, used to have one of those coin machines and then they stopped, uh, it broke down or for whatever reason they got rid of it. And so I was going to stop and shop and using that Coinstar machine because I didn't think I had any other option until I opened up an account at a different bank. And they said, no, we have the, the coin machine here, but the Coinstar machine takes 10%. Wow. Um, and you can uh, not have that 10% uh, be taken away if you have it go to a charity. That's the only way that, and you can actually get a write-off for that. But uh, as soon as I found out that my new bank had the coin machine, I said, I'm going back to doing that and not having 10% of my money taken. You know, we're going to come back in a couple minutes and give you more specific, measurable ideas about how to become financially independent. And we're also going to say a few more things about 4th of July and Independence Day. So Thomas Paine, a famous writer in uh, that time, said, those who expect the to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigue of supporting it. And I want to tell you one other quick thing about Benjamin Franklin. This is not a quotation. When they were trying to decide on the national bird, Benjamin Franklin proposed the turkey should be the national bird, but it was overruled by John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, who recommended the bald eagle. I did not know that. And so how would you like to have a turkey as the national Thank bird? God. We'd be the laughing stock of the world. And not only that, but I don't think the eagle would taste very good for Thanksgiving. No, the eagle is much more regal. Well, stay tuned because we're going to come right back and give you more specific information about eight keys, ten keys, a lot of keys to becoming financially independent. And uh, we'll be right back. And welcome back to Money Wise, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Peter Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here. You know, it's always a matter of pride for me to have you standing behind me, or I shouldn't say behind me, beside <laughs> me. No, I didn't mean that the way it sounded. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't. Peter is right beside me. He has his own microphone, and my microphone is bigger. Well, I do have your back, but that kind of sounded like uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. your father you, with the Marine Corps, you know. No, and it wasn't meant to be that way. People in the Marine Corps, if you were um, a higher rank, you were expected to have people who were a lower rank one step behind you to your left, is it? And I, always marching in step one step behind you. So. <laughs> I thought that was for spouses. That's what I was expecting, <laughs> is that I'm going to be marching right beside you. No, I'm going to get myself doubly in trouble today, Peter. All right, let me start from scratch. It's always a pleasure, Peter, to have you beside me. Thank you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the fact that you also went into the Marine Corps. I'm proud of the fact that you are a volunteer on-call firefighter with the town of Dartmouth. And I think you're a really good dad, so I'm proud of all those things. Thank you. But we are talking about 4th of July. I want to give you a couple of fun facts. I told you before the hour about... Um, the national bird that Benjamin Franklin wanted to name as the turkey, and he was overruled, and that's how we got the eagle, which is a much more dignified bird, right? Yes, much. <laughs> well, you've already mentioned, for example, that only John Hancock actually signed the declaration on July 4th. Everybody else signed it a little bit later. So, Peter, did any women sign the uh, Declaration of Independence? I don't know. No. There was only men who went to the Constitutional Convention. Um, actually, it wasn't the Constitutional Convention. It was the, um, the convention to talk about the uh, Declaration of Independence. Fifty-six men from 13 colonies signed. The average age of the signers was 45. People were much 
younger in those days? Well, we were always behind with a lot of things with regards to rights of certain people, and you know, women didn't um, get the opportunity to vote until much later. So I was nineteen twenty. Yeah. Did you know that women in this country couldn't vote until nineteen twenty? We haven't even reached 100 years yet of women having the right to vote. And yet there are some countries that are so far behind, it's ridiculous. There's some women that are just starting to be allowed to drive cars over in the Middle East. Like Saudi Arabia. Well, one out of eight signers of the Declaration of Independence were educated at Harvard. Here's an interesting thing that uh, happened on July 4th, 1826. Um, John Adams, the second president, and Thomas Jefferson, the third president, uh, both signers of the Declaration of Independence, passed away within hours of one another on July 4th, 1826. Yep, I remember that. They both died on July 4th. Isn't that amazing? Yep. It's almost like, you know, they wanted to or something. And it wasn't until almost 100 years later that Congress actually made the 4th of July a national holiday, 1870. Hmm. Well, we are encouraging you today, ladies and gentlemen, to do several things to celebrate the Declaration of Independence and celebrate the 4th of July. One is do something to remember the fact that this country had to fight for its independence. We had to declare our independence from the country of Great Britain and England. We had to fight a war to accomplish that goal and that result. And we had a lot of conflict to have this nation born. And a lot of people gave their lives and their energy and their talents to uh, have us become the country that we are today. So remember these particular kinds of things when you go and watch a parade on 4th of July or you celebrate and watching fireworks. It's not just a fun time. We would not be here as a nation and we would not be the great nation we are if it weren't for those who came before us. And... Go out and buy a flag and display it and display it properly and proudly. There are certain ways that you should display the flag, and uh, not enough people do it. And uh, a lot of people also don't know that at night the flag should either be taken inside uh, or it should be uh, lit up with a spotlight. Yep, has to be illuminated. Yep. Yeah, we've also got a great guide that was published a while ago in the Standard Times. Uh, maybe they'll do it again sometime on rules for how to fly your flag. Yeah. And ideally not on the back of a pickup truck. I've been saying for, uh, we've been at our house for probably five years now, four years, and uh, I keep saying I'm going to put a flagpole up. Right now I just have one hanging off the side of the house on a pole. Well, that's okay. And Yeah, no, it's, it's still but that, displayed. It's but, but that's a good message for everybody listening today, isn't it? Display a flag on 4th of July. Absolutely, that's important. And you can get a little aluminum, uh, very lightweight, very easy to install flagpole um, that just extends. You don't have to raise the ropes and lower the ropes uh, for, I think, 100 bucks or so. Hmm. Well, Abraham Lincoln once said and once wrote, freedom is the last best hope of Earth. And that reflects the country that we live in. Let's come back and talk about financial independence. I said there were two things that we'd like to encourage you to do as we celebrate 4th of July. One is to do something to celebrate the birth of our nation and our declaring our independence from the country of Great Britain. And the other is do something to make yourself and your family more financially independent. So we talked about setting goals. We talked about spending less money than you earn. Uh, Create a spending plan. We like to call that a budget. We're happy to provide a free budget to you if you don't have one. And just give us a call at our 
office. We'll mail it out to you. We'll email it to you. 508-998-8858. If you don't have a budget, it's really kind of hard to set goals. So I'm a big proponent of budgets. Absolutely. And I talked earlier about 43% of Americans not being able to afford just the basics. Now, the basics in this uh, report include Wi-Fi, cell phone bills, cable television, um, a lot of things that we didn't have and shouldn't necessarily be considered basics other than cell phone. Um, but that's where we are now in society. So, uh, But there are some people more and more who are turning away from cable and uh, just living without televisions um, or you know, only streaming uh, their television shows and movies on Netflix or Hulu. So there are ways, uh, if you can live without TV and regular cable, to save a lot of money. And let's talk about um, other steps for financial independence. Number one, you have to have a budget. Number two, you have to save some money. And then when you save some money, you have to figure out what you're going to do to invest it. Uh, first step, obviously, is to have some funds in the bank. The interest rates aren't terrific at the moment, but at least it's a start. Um, you can invest in mutual funds. You can put money into uh, the stock market. You can have a brokerage account. You can put money into annuity contracts. We do a lot of work in that particular area. And it is important to diversify when you invest. The other thing that's really important, and I talk about it a lot, is when you have some kind of funds that you can afford to put in a place that's going to make you some money, use accounts that are tax-favored. If you don't think about the tax impact on what you're investing, then you're going to give away extra money to the government that you don't need to. Well, we see people all the time who... They have uh, money in a savings account or a money market account, and it's you know sometimes quite substantial amount of money, and it's just sitting in a bank account earning nothing or maybe a half a percent at most. So, so well, tip, you know, typically at that point, you're actually losing money because, number one, you have to take the money and pay taxes on it, which is a further reduction. And number two, the return that you're going to get is actually less than the rate of inflation. How? So, Exactly. So you're losing money if you just have it sitting in a money market or a bank account. Now, liquidity is important, and we always make sure that we tell people that a certain amount of liquidity is absolutely necessary um, You know, if emergencies happen. If you do not have uh, a savings account, which I forgot the numbers, but it's something like 80% of Americans don't have a savings account, uh, especially for emergency purposes, we always talk about paying yourself first. So at the end of every week when you get your paycheck, Make sure you put aside something into a savings account for an emergency fund. Uh, even if it's 10 bucks a week, 20 bucks a week, it will add up, and it's important to start doing that. You know what, Pete? It's time for another quotation from Benjamin Franklin. Yay! Energy and persistence conquer all things. So if you want to save money, if you want to make money, if you want to earn money, you have to do something to take action, and you have to be persistent. But he also said, wise men don't need advice. Fools won't take it. I have one. Yes? A fool and his money are soon parted. Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> one thing that, um, you know, it's more difficult nowadays. It makes our lives easier, but there's so many different ways that we can pay for things. There's a, a Cumberland Farms app that you can just go and scan your phone. Uh, movies. Um, everywhere you go, there's an app where you can just scan your phone, and you're not even thinking that you're spending the money sometimes. Uh, debit cards in general can be dangerous. Even if you're going and getting a 99-cent coffee uh, every single day, it adds up. So really um, get a hold of this uh, budget form that we have. 
and really track your spending, you'll be surprised at how much the little things add up and possibly cut back on that. And certainly we want to tell people to make sure they have a proper estate plan in place because if you don't do something to make sure your assets are going to go to the people you wanted it to do, uh, to go to, you're not going to be able to protect it. When you start to accumulate money for financial independence, though, you need to protect it. And the use of life insurance is really important, or a lot of different kinds of insurance. You said an estate plan is important, and it absolutely is, uh, depending on the size of your estate. But most Americans don't even have a will, never mind an estate plan. And most Americans don't have life insurance, especially um, if you have young kids, it's absolutely um, awful and, and just terrible for them if you're not protecting them. And term life insurance is so inexpensive, much more so than you would um, imagine. Well, Peter is just barely over the age of 40, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to mention that he has a $1 million life insurance term policy, and the cost is about $1,600 a year to pay for that much life insurance. Yep, about and, $100 a month. And his wife's insurance is even less. She's slightly younger, I think, than you, right? But not much. She's a year younger, but she's also a woman, and women t- tend to live longer, so their insurance rates are typically much lower uh, than men. But she also has the same amount of insurance for a little over $700 a year. Term insurance is really cheap. And, and that's to protect our three children and to protect each other. Should I go, then I'm protecting my wife and my three children. And obviously, if she were to go, then it would be to protect me and my three children. Mm-hmm. I want to give you a little quote from the song America, uh, written by Samuel Smith. Can you sing it? No, people wouldn't like that if I sang it. <laughs> from every mountainside, let freedom ring. Important, important language, isn't it? It is. Uh, do you know that uh, a lot of ballparks after 9-11 uh, started singing God Bless America um, in the seventh inning instead of uh, doing just a regular seventh inning stretch? Yeah, I think the Red Sox do that too. They do. However, they just uh, recently uh, made it so they only do it on holidays or on the weekends now. And a lot of people were saying that they didn't like having God Bless America in the, in the middle of the seventh inning, but I always thought it was a great thing. Hmm. Well, everybody stands. Most people take their hats off. Some people don't because they're, they're, they don't have the common sense to do that. But um, set some goals for financial independence. We can help you in so many different ways. A lot of the products that we work with and a lot of the recommendations that we make to people at USA Wealth Group We're seeing just amazing returns. I'm not going to quote the returns on the air right now, but you can't go backwards with them. You can't lose money. You can only make money. So if that's of interest to you, if making more money might interest you, give us a call, 508-998-8858. But be smart about money and set some smart goals. We've got a lot of different ways for how to save money. We're happy to provide copies of this to anybody, whether it's home heating and cooling or whether it's transportation, insurance. And by the way, since we're talking about insurance, Peter, um, we're always happy to review what you have for life insurance and find out if you should have a different kind of life insurance. As a quick example of that, I met with somebody this past week. Um, You actually worked with me on that particular case. Yep. We had somebody that had 
uh, an older policy that had built up cash value in it. And why don't you explain what you found out when you looked at it? Uh, so it was a relatively small policy. We'll call it fifty thousand uh, dollars, but that still uh, provides a good deal of protection. Uh, so it's something at least. And they had cash value built up of about half of that, and were continuing to pay annual premiums of about five hundred dollars a year. Um, and life insurance, we are constantly requoting people's policies because. Um, Life insurance gets cheaper because people are starting to live longer uh, with, you know, society and uh, with um, the medical um, field and with uh, technology and everything else. So uh, life insurance is getting cheaper. So somebody that did a policy 20 years ago, uh, they can now get a higher amount for uh, possibly less. Again, it's 20 years later. So so that particular policy, you ended up with a quotation for more death benefit and no longer having to pay premiums. About $15,000 more death benefit and having it be what's called a paid-up policy and not having to pay those annual premiums anymore. So the bottom line of that is if you have an existing policy that you want to have reviewed, that's something that either uh, Pete or I can do. And give us a call at USA Wealth Group. We're happy to do that. Um, I've got some really great quotations, but I don't want to use them just yet. We have a lot of free publications that we're happy to pass out to you. Guides for IRA planning, Social Security, cutting college costs, key financial information. As we know with the recent tax bill, we now have lower individual rates. One of the things that's important to remember about the lower individual rates, ladies and gentlemen, is that this is only for a five-year period. This is only a temporary reduction. And five years from now, they're scheduled to go back. So again, it's critically important to have taxes as part of the planning that you do and make sure that you make tax-wise decisions about your investments. So you just told people that you were going to have some quotes, but that you're saving them. That's, that's the oldest trick in the radio book. No, it's, I understand. You, it's a tease. You're setting them up for a big tease. So it's going to be exciting, everyone. Well, all right. I'm going to give you a quotation right now, Pete, <laughs> just since you've asked. This is Mark That's Thorne. That's not how you do it. You're supposed Mark to wait. Thorne, but, 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 but no other date in the calendar more potently symbolizes all that our nation stands for than the 4th of July. Mac Thornberry. Did you like that one? That's nice. Well, you know, we, we think that we have a lot of apathy um, today. We talk about it a lot. And here's a quotation from John, I mean, excuse me, from Thomas Jefferson. So even back at the time of the Revolutionary War, the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776, even then Thomas Jefferson said, My God, how little do my countrymen know what precious blessings they are in possession of and which no other people on earth enjoy. We take our freedoms for granted, don't we? Oh, we definitely do. And um, again, most people in this country don't even realize what um, people did to have these freedoms that we all have. And uh, they don't really realize how many people paid the ultimate sacrifice to have the freedoms that we all have and, and continue to do so. Yep. And that's why some people are able and privileged to serve in the military. Not everybody can. I want to give you a little bit of a, a tax tip right now because I'm concerned that I'll forget near the end. So with the new tax bill that we have, um, if you're thinking about going on a diet, the IRS will not subsidize the reduced calorie food that you buy. 
So let's say you buy supplements or diet foods or weight loss supplements or you go to a weight loss clinic and you buy these you know, reasonably expensive products. Um, these items are considered to be a substitute for food and therefore they're not medically necessary uh, and you cannot deduct it. Now, on the other hand, if you go into an actual weight loss program, which is medically supervised, then the cost of the weight loss program itself can be written off. It comes under medical expenses, and there are some limitations on how much money you can deduct for medical costs. Hmm. But the cost of doctor-prescribed weight loss plans are considered deductible medical expenses. But if you go to some place and you're buying a lot of protein food and so forth, and that's not something from a prescription, that's a substitute for food, and you can't deduct the cost of that. You know, it's really a shame is that uh, to eat healthy costs a lot more money than to eat all the junky fast food, uh, processed kind of stuff. It really is. It's much more expensive. My wife and I have both lost uh, 20 pounds combined between the two of us. Um, she lost 15 and you lost 5? Thank you very much. Sorry. No, n never mind. We won't even go there any further there. We won't talk. You never talk about a woman's weight. Well, she's very proud of it. Especially on the radio. She actually posted something about it on Facebook so oh, well, saying then that she's so proud of it. Then it's okay. So, okay. And it's just, just diet. Um, so your diet is very important. And if you want to lose weight, 80% of it is changing how you eat. Yep. Uh, and unfortunately, like I said, it's much more expensive to... Um, eat the right way. By the way, if anybody would like a copy of the Declaration of Independence, um, I can either provide one for you or show you where to get one. If you've never read the Declaration of Independence, you ought to. Right? Absolutely. I, I have read it, um, and we read it here on the air as we discussed earlier, but I have not read it in probably three or four years at least. I should read it again. Well, we can't read it on the air all the time, um, but uh, once in a while we should read it, and once in a while everybody listening should take the time to read it. I've got a great look, little book called The Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States, um, and this actually belongs to my secretary, Janet. Hmm. I have to give it back to her. And the words are stirring, so I'm going to give you just the very beginning. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to that separation. I mean, just amazing words that were written. So we're going to conclude this show uh, in just a couple of minutes. And if you are concerned about your own financial independence, if becoming financial independent, financially independent is important to you, take some action. Do something. Make a call to 508-998-8858 to USA Wealth Group. And we're happy to show you things that you could do to become financially independent. And just to add to that, I'd like to say that we sincerely and genuinely enjoy doing what we do. We love to be able to help people, uh, showing them certain tips or tricks or showing them the best things to do to, uh, with their money, uh, showing them tax tips and how to um, make the most of your money. 
we have people um, that come into our office who are absolutely thrilled and relieved by the time that they leave because they feel like they've really just accomplished something and we've done something uh, really positive for them. And there isn't one person who walks through our office that we are not able to assist uh, in one way or another. The closing words of the Declaration of Independence are, and for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. The Declaration of Independence is something that should be read every single year by every single person. The um, final quotation I'm going to give you today was from a gentleman named Elmer Davis. This nation will remain the land of the free only so long as it is the home of the brave. Good words. I like it. I like it. Peter, thank you for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate what you do every week by tuning in your radio station. We like to bring you information that we think will be useful to your family. And uh, do something special to remember why we are the great country that we are, why we have our freedom, why we have our independence. Do something to celebrate the Declaration of Independence. Right, Pete? Absolutely. And um, we look forward to being with you another week because we can do so. We look forward to bringing you some words of wisdom and some things that will help you and help your family. And um, thank you uh, again for listening. See you next week.